Hi, and welcome to the Savvy Social Hour podcast. This show is for female biz babes looking to up-level their business and become rockstar entrepreneurs in no time. I'm your host, Jenny, and I'm so excited to chat with you about today's episode. Let's get right into it. Hey, Savvies. Welcome back to another episode of the Savvy Social Hour podcast. I'm here today with Cassandra of Wonder Assist. Cassandra is an entrepreneur support specialist for female entrepreneurs, supporting and guiding them through their business and life journey, all while living her best life as a digital nomad. She created her business, Wonder Assist, on International Women's Day, inspired by her favorite comic book character, Wonder Woman, and all things she power. Her mission is to support and inspire like-minded entrepreneurs to unleash your she power and create the life that you've always wanted and dreamed of having. For over 25 years, Cassandra has supported global Fortune 500 executives, business owners, and entrepreneurs and help entrepreneurs realize and achieve their goals with a there's always a way mantra and a passion to provide heart-led support to those in need. When not on a plane, train, or automobile, or in too deep with her insert crazy number here amount of Trello boards, you'll find her either at a comic con or with her head nuzzled in a comic book as Cassandra has a love for all things comic book and geek related. Cassandra is a full on nerd at. So I'm really excited to have Cassandra here to chat all about how to bring who you are outside of your biz, kind of mesh it with your brand. So let's dive right in. Hi, Cassandra. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited that you're here and I cannot wait to chat all about adding personal elements into your brand with you today. So before we dive into this episode, tell us a little bit about yourself and your business and just how you got started doing it all. Okay, well, um, as you know, my name is Cassandra. Um, I'm from the UK originally, um, and I'm a wanderer, so I'm a traveler. I'm a digital nomad, um, and I'm entrepreneur support specialist, and I'm also a card-carrying geek. Um, So I have a business called Wonder Assist, which was inspired by my favorite comic book character, Wonder Woman. And I actually started it on International Women's Day um, with a desire to support female entrepreneurs using my skills and basically providing administrative and secretarial services. Um, It's kind of evolved a little since then as my skill set has expanded. Um, So right now, um, the reason actually why I started it was because of the of me losing my job um, from a company that I loved. Um, And at the same time, I was also dealing with a newfound chronic illness when at the time I think they thought it was lupus, which right now they're still not sure. Um, So it kind of left me in a situation where I was mostly homebound and trying to figure out what I was going to do with my life. And and even just at that moment, how's I going to live and how's I going to make any money? Um, And since I'm actually quite an adaptable person and I kind of go with the flow as much as I can, I figured that the best way to do that is actually work from home. And so that's how I started my business. And um, and from that, yeah, just using my offline skills as a PA to executives and just translating that into the online world. I love that. And I love that you started on International Women's Day. That's really cool. Uh, I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs just kind of like, get thrown into entrepreneurship really like either they get laid off or you know something some extenuating circumstance happens Mm -hmm. and 
kind of like a sink or swim type of thing. So they either, you know, start their business and are really successful, or you just kind of like sit there and don't know what to do. And then you just end up, you know, just not doing anything. So Mm -hmm. it's one of those things that I think it's really cool about entrepreneurs because they just go for it they make it happen um, instead of wallowing in their own self-pity, you know? So I think that's really cool. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, at the beginning, when I first started, it was a little bit like, so at the beginning, I was just all gung-ho, had a thousand ideas and it was going to be this amazing business and I can provide all this stuff. But at the time I was living in Luxembourg and I lived in Luxembourg around about 10, 11 years at that point. And, um, but then I started to realize that not everyone knew what a virtual assistant is and does. And then trying to explain that to people that were in my vicinity in the networking that I was doing in, in Luxembourg, it became quite a more challenging than I was expecting it to be. Yeah. And so, yeah, so I kind of had that journey of like on the high of, yeah, I'm going to start the business and it's going to be great. And then kind of got to the bit of the lull, especially when I was trying to deal with figuring out my illness as well. Mm -hmm. Then things kind of tapered down for a little bit. And now I'm in this, this like newfound um, energy again of, yeah, I'm out there, I'm ready and and I'm good to go. Yeah, I totally get that. It can be really difficult because, you know, like you said, people don't always know what a virtual assistant is. They don't know that people do work from home online. I mean, of course, nowadays it's becoming more and more common, but there are still people who have some serious objections as to why people shouldn't be doing stuff virtually and all that. And that's a story for a different day. But um, yeah, I I definitely agree. I started my business about two years ago. So um, it was kind of like starting to be more popular. I also was a blogger and stuff and that was starting to pick up and you know, you're starting to get paid to blog and stuff like that. So it's been cool to see kind of how the world has transitioned more into being accepting of working from home and, you know, online opportunities. Mm -hmm. So, I know that you do a great job at kind of incorporating more of your personal interests into your business. Obviously, your business is named after your favorite um, superhero. So, um, you know, how can we kind of go about doing that without just feeling weird about it? Because a lot of people have that objection, like they don't care about me. All they want to know is how to do X, Y, Z that I offer. Um. Well, I mean, if you're feeling a little weird about showing your personal side, I mean, that's obviously absolutely fine because not everyone wants to show that. Um, But if you do and and you want to take those next steps, um, you can just take it simply and just do baby steps. So, I mean, you don't have to bet all go in full completely at the beginning and do what makes you feel comfortable. So a great way to start is by um, doing something like adding some fun facts to your about page. Mm -hmm. And so that way people get to know a little bit of who you are from the get go. And so that's something that I do actually I have in my about page right at the bottom. I just have some random questions that I found online that I thought were fun and I, and I have answered them. And so with that, you'll get to know that um, I'm super into um, superstitious, superstitious things. And I'm a big geek. So I love and go to comic cons, just like the guys in the Big Bang Theory. Um, you'll find out that, that I like to go and um, 
uh, go like think, do interesting like skydiving and things like that. So you'll get a little bit of a taste of who I am. So so then you kind of get to know a little bit more about me, and then it's an it's an easier kind of it's a bit of a um, uh, what's the word? I've completely forgotten the word now. Um, an icebreaker. It's a great icebreaker. So you know that is a is a great way to start off where people actually easing them into finding out who you are and what you're about. Um, and then after that, you know, you could also do something as simple as just post a couple of photos in, um, on Instagram. So one of my first um, photos that showed who I am was me dressed up with a Wonder Woman headband and a Wonder Woman um, t-shirt with a cape. And I, put, I took a photograph of myself. I did a selfie whilst I was at the Wonder Woman movie. Mm-hmm. And so that was my throwback Thursday. And then it was just showing you that I'm a fan of Wonder Woman. And then obviously I can segue into the fact that my business is named Wonder Assist because of Wonder Woman. And that was a nice little fun fact that people then could understand where I'm coming from as well. So yeah, it's just a case of taking it one step at a time and what makes and whatever makes you feel comfortable in what you want to share. Yeah, I love that. And it's just so simple to, like you said, add it to your about page or even just like put up a photo of yourself with a fun fact or something. Just, you know, taking that step to be more personal. And I feel like in the long run, it really helps us as business owners because people connect with people. So yeah. when you're putting out your personal stuff, obviously you don't want to put out everything on the line. You don't want to be airing your dirty laundry all over the internet. There's a fine line between sharing, you know, stuff and getting your audience interested and then, you know, just completely going overboard, but just kind of giving them a little bit of insight helps them connect with you and your brand. And they'll be more likely to want to work with you in like, in terms of one-on-one or even purchasing your products in the future. So I think that's really, really helpful and something we all should kind of incorporate. You don't need to incorporate it on a crazy level for it to be, um, you know, good. So Mm -hmm. I think you, everyone needs to kind of do that. And it's, it can be difficult at first, but like you said, just taking those baby steps to be able to go and, you know, put that out there is really important because people like people, not, they're not going to buy your products or they don't know who you are. They don't know what you're about. They're just going to think you're selling to them and no one likes that. So Exactly. And I would also say that um, depending on what you want to share. So my, my sharing is, is obviously some fun things because of the comic cons and things like that. But also at some point I will be sharing some, some insights about my journey in terms of the illness that I've had and the fact that it's probably lupus. And so because that will also then connect and resonate with people that are going through the same thing. But sometimes you may need to uh, like take a beat and then not necessarily share it at the moment it's happening. Yeah. So sometimes it takes it, it, it is, it's worthwhile stopping for a while and maybe in six months time when you've healed and dealt with the emotions that sometimes go with, with whatever you're, you're dealing with. Um, so don't always make it a raw thing. So you don't necessarily have to do a, a Facebook live immediately when you've gone through something because you feel like you need to share. It's great that you want to share, but sometimes it's, it's a good idea to take a beat think about it and maybe actually go through that motion. And when you're completely ready and you're completely healed, then connect with people about it. I like that idea. That's a really great idea because a lot of people go into something, whether, you know, like 
with your chronic illness or, you know, people who had a bad client and they want to rant about it. And mm -hmm. instead of taking time to let it soak in and kind of think about things and reflect on what could have gone better or all that kind of stuff, they immediately put it out there and it's in its raw form, mm -hmm. which can be well received, but sometimes it can also deter clients from working with you sometimes. Yeah, well. exactly. Yeah, so I like to do that too. What I what I do is I'll just take some notes on how I'm feeling at that exact moment just so I kind of don't forget. Mm -hmm. um, and then later on, I'll revisit it. So recently, I actually had a situation with a client um, back in July that was just completely nightmarish. Um, and I finally opened up about it last week. So, you know, just kind of taking time seeing what you could have done better if it's a business situation. And, you know, instead of putting it on blast within a few days of it happening, just taking a couple months, letting it soak in and being able to reflect back on it. Cause with that, I was able to come out with a more positive mindset and not be so bitter about the situation. So I was able to have a better perspective than I feel like I would have if I shared it like two days later. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I think that's really important um, when you're trying to kind of be more personal and be more of a lifestyle brand than just a business, um, just keeping that in mind so that you're not kind of completely turning off people because you release something a little too soon. So. Mm -hmm. so what is your number one tip when it comes to mixing personal interest and business? Um, be yourself. Because, you know, no one else can be you, which makes you completely unique. So if you're a geek, wave that geek flag. Um, if you're going through stuff, you know, again, embrace that too. Um, embrace your awesomeness because you are amazing. So know that you're amazing and that and once you emanate that, people want to know you, they want to know more about you. And then they're going to love you for it as well. Yeah, I, I love that tip because I've met so many people in person, not necessarily like business owners, but also since I'm a blogger, I've met bloggers in person that were so much different than their Instagram feed and their Instagram stories. And it was kind of a letdown because I feel like mm -hmm. it's really important to be you instead of putting on this fake persona just for Instagram or your blog or whatever you're doing. So I think that's really, really important and it's something people tend to forget sometimes. Yes. So what are some ways that you kind of recommend um, kind of sharing more about ourselves on a personal level? I know you said starting small and stuff, but would you kind of recommend sharing bits and pieces on our social media and then kind of working our way up to maybe actual video on Instagram stories or even Facebook lives? Or, you know, do you have any um, recommendations on how people can start gradually sharing more? Um, yeah, well, that's exactly it, actually. So now, obviously, of course, social media is a great way to show your personal persona, and it, it does definitely help in um, the way that people get to know you. So using Insta stories or uh, Facebook lives, um, you can also do some blogs and, you know, discuss about uh, a particular situation that that you went through and what you've learned and what the outcome is. So that's, that's probably a good idea because it's a lot lengthier. So then you can have that in a blog or even in a, in a video as well. Um, because we're always learning. So 
always make sure you've got that information and therefore you know like you said when you write things down it's always great to write things down then you know where, what you're feeling at that time so then you can write about it talk about it in any forum um going on a podcast would be great and speaking to amazing people in podcast shows that does help as well because then you get to show your personalities people get to understand and see a little bit about who you are and what you're about as well and then try and marry that into your business which makes it even better yeah no I definitely agree with that and I feel like um you know working your way up to what you feel comfortable with is really important because a lot of people you're like okay I've heard I need to be personal I heard this helps me get more um like one-on-one with my audience and get them more engaged and stuff and then they just throw a bunch of stuff out there so you know just an Instagram story here um, an Instagram feed post there you know a podcast here Um, I think that's a really good way to go about it versus just like unloading completely yeah and it's not about the likes I know for some people it's really is important but honestly for me um I I don't, someone recently actually said to me, oh, um, you don't have that many followers. And I'm like, well, no, because it, it isn't actually, I mean, obviously having followers and having a lot does help because your platform is, you know, it grows, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's who I resonate with. And it's who those people that I speak to are people that I've either become friends with, or I've got to know them and they've got to know me. So I'm okay with that and I'm proud that I have a a tribe, so to speak, that understand and get me and I get them. So it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, you have to post and you have to put all these things out there in order to get as many likes as possible. That's not necessarily the goal. I mean, if that's your goal, then more power to you and that's great. And therefore then you have your strategy to do it in, in a particular way. But if all you want to do is just connect with people that are like-minded and and they're they're the same as you then then just go out there and be yourself and do things yeah like you said step by step bit by bit and then those things will grow the more the more that you that people get to know you the more they get to like you and the more following you'll get I totally agree with that and a lot of the time I feel like a smaller audience can be more engaged a lot of the time at least on social media because you know I don't in terms of bloggers, um, micro influencers, like those under 30,000 are huge right now because the brands feel like they have more of an engaged following than people with like a million followers. Like even though they are likely to purchase from the person with a million followers, the people feel less like they're getting served ads with the smaller people. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just, and the same thing with business owners, you know, I feel like people that are on a smaller playing field in a smaller level or have a more engaged audience, even though people like Marie Forleo and those type of people have a huge audience, but people kind of just feel of sometimes feel a better connection with those smaller people just because they, they're more relatable because they're, you know, the people that aren't making six figure months and things like that. They just feel like they're more relatable to them because they're more on that same level versus someone who is just on that unattainable level of success. Yeah, exactly. So now let's dive into the three questions that I ask everyone. So what does it mean for you to be an entrepreneur and what is your favorite part about it? Um, being an entrepreneur means freedom for me. 
So the freedom to travel, to make connections, to support like-minded people, um, but doing it on my own terms. Um, I've always come from a place of service, so I thrive on being able to support people in need. And, and that's kind of my favorite part as well, just knowing that my, my superpower of helping people actually has helped change and evolve and like be there for people in terms of their business and their personal lives. So I've been there to, to, I've been there throughout my clients life, so to speak, whether it's their business or their personal time. So that actually makes me immensely proud. And that's my favorite part of being an entrepreneur, knowing that I can use my skills to help people become the amazing people that they are and sort of bring that out of them. Yeah, I, I think that's really important. And it's so like, that's my kind of goal too, just to help as many people as possible. Um, and for me, it's with their social media strategies, but all in the same, it's just helping people is really important to me. And, you know, I feel like with being an entrepreneur, we're able, able to do that a lot easier than we are maybe in the corporate world because we know we're just a small fish in a big pond, but with our own businesses, we are in control of our entire future, which is great. Yeah, exactly. So what is your favorite tool that you use in your business? This can be anything, but um, it can be something online, offline, but just something that you use every single day. And if you didn't have it, you don't know what you do with yourself. Yes. Um, this is the part where I say something along the lines of, hello, my name is Cassandra and I'm a Trello addict. <laughs> So basically, I have a major addiction to Trello. I have maybe, I think, last count, 66 boards. Oh, my. <laughs> and I know. But like the moment I found Trello a few years ago, I was just like, oh, my gosh, this was made for me. And I absolutely loved it. Because I'm a list maker. So like I'm, I still do use pen and paper to write certain things down. But then I will move it into Trello every single time. So Trello is the thing that is open every single moment, every single day on my computer and on my phone. And it's just a great way. It is, it's, it's for me, it gives me clarity. It gives me focus. And then I, I use it as a, I have a weekly um, task on there as a board. So I then can be clear about what my goals are for each day and then each week. I also have a, a board that I call um, investing in myself and my business. So on there, I have my, my, my business plan for the next, um, for this year and also now going into next year too. So and then there's things about, I have sections about what, what my big ideas and aspirations are. So, and I, so everything, all my thoughts, my, my feelings, all of that goes into, into my Trello, but I also use it with my clients as well. So when, when I onboard a client, they will get their own Trello board and in there they'll get instructions, um, informational videos, and also their, their documents and everything because it's secure too. And it's a great way to have a conversation as and when needed and when they can just drop the information and say, hi Cass, can you just do this, this and this? So it's all in one place rather than 20 emails that can maybe get missed. Oh yeah. So, so yeah. So Trello is is my go to go to tool for sure. Yeah. No, I feel the same way except for about Asana. That's my my um, poison. Asana's pretty good too. <laughs> <laughs> and and ever since they introduced the whole board format instead of just list, it's 
kind of changed my game because I used to be a pro lover too. And then I was like, oh, but they have boards now. So, and then I switched over um, and now I'm just like super addicted to Asana, but yeah, they're both great. And I think everyone kind of needs a project management tool as an online business owner. Otherwise, something's going to get lost in your brain or in your inbox and your client is probably not going to be very happy about that. So <laughs> at least that's why I kind of got a project management tool because my inbox was just flooded and I was missing things and then missing deadlines and I just didn't know what to do. And now if it's not in my Asana, it's not happening. So <laughs> that's just kind of my motto now. <laughs> But yeah, that's funny. But I feel like everyone kind of always says like Trello or Asana or whatever yeah. project management tool they're using. The new one is ClickUp that everyone is really loving. Um, but yeah, so I think that's really important for online business owners. Um, and then lastly, who is your go-to business resource? This could be anyone, but just the person that you're always feeling inspired by or, you know, you're always consuming the content they create and things like that. Um. I'd have to say, um, so basically I have two amazing business coaches. Okay. Uh, so I'm very fortunate to have, to have two. And so one is Elaine Lucasis, who is um, a global career and assertiveness coach. And mm -hmm. um, so she basically kicks my butt in a good way, um, you know, to get me to do things. She holds me accountable. And then I have um, Jennifer Hardy, who is a, a business coach extraordinaire and she's also the reason why I will soon be adding author to my resume as well um, because I'm now part of her She is Unstoppable volume one book where I will tell my story to 12 ladies and we'll all have a chapter each and we'll tell our story of sort of how how we got to where we are now so that's an amazing project happening soon and that'll be um, out at the end of, of November um, so both ladies, they're both self-made, they are next level, um, focus-driven, um, ever so caring and empowering. So to have that in two female entrepreneurs is really inspiring and it's amazing. And, you know, I mean, individually they are a tour de force, but um, they actually are um, business partners as well so with that they just become this powerhouse and they and then they make you feel like you, you can do absolutely anything that's awesome I feel like we all need people that make us feel invincible because that really helps us in our business and helps us you know be more confident in all the things we're doing so that's awesome and I'll have to check those ladies out because I have never heard of them before so I always love hearing new people so that's awesome well, thank you so much for being on the show today. I've really enjoyed having you. Um, can you tell us where we can find you online? So your website, your social channels, whatever else you want to share with us today. Sure, yeah. So I have a website, which is Wonder Assist. So that's www.wonderassist.com. And it's the same for my social media handle. So I'm on Instagram and on Facebook and on LinkedIn, and the same Wonder Assist. So you can find me that way and um, say hi. It'll be really nice to connect with you guys. And um, yeah, it's been great speaking to you, Jenny. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can find all the details from this episode by going to www.savvysocialhour.com slash episode dash 72. Make sure to join the Savvy Social Media Institute Facebook group for daily prompts, updates on the podcast, and more.
If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. You can find us on the web at www.savvysocialhour.com. Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Savvy Social Hour and like our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash Savvy Social Hour. New episodes will be released every single Tuesday and Thursday. See you next time.